When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. And uh, we are here to talk all things football. There's lots and lots to discuss. i got some questions for Rodri. We're not going to talk about the Super 6 Prediction League. It's all gone to, It's all gone very badly wrong for me recently with that. But it's all right. I had to make it interesting. I was running away from him a bit. So, uh, you know, got to keep it interesting for the people, isn't it? All that good stuff. But uh, as always, I'm joined by uh, none other than uh, ex Salford City, FC United, Bangor City, Mosley, Aberystwyth Town, FC United. FC United, there you go. Load of others. Uh, Mr. Roger Giggs, how are you, my friend? All right, what's going on with this black fit screen at the top here? Oh, it's because I changed the angle where I was pissing about to do that. Um, oh, connect. Just woke up. <laughs> Close up. Close uh, ups. Yeah, good mate. Good. Just uh little one's not very well, so and I've come home. I fell asleep then. Mm. Yeah, mate, it's uh, there's a lot of it going around, mate, at the moment. And um like well, as you know, I've had the fucking week from hell. So uh, yes. I'm looking forward to just not thinking about anything. And talking a bit of football, mate. And I got some interesting questions. Um, we're gonna go like a bit kind of back to front today, just in case, like you do after sort of chip off or whatever. I wanted to um kind of make sure that with there's certain subjects which you were here for, in case you do have to chip off. So what we'll do is we'll do our predictions for the weekend first, although I can't find my phone, so that's handy. Um it'll be all right, man. I should be all right, we'll talk- mate. 
I should be all right now. My little bit right. my, my eldest is here, so I should be all right. All right, mate. All right, cool. All right. All right. Well, let's go with the normal. I want to talk about um I want to talk about United Chelsea, but I want to first of all focus on Chelsea a little bit, right? Because um so I watched Chelsea versus United at Old Trafford last year. I watched the full game and then I watched the full game this year. And as you know, I'm not um, Frank Lampard's biggest fan in terms of his managerial abilities, shall we say. Um, but I think Chelsea, despite spending an exorbitant amount of money, looked worse under Potts the other day. It just United didn't quite take their chances. And Chelsea had a couple of chances, in fairness, which I think you'd expect with the way this United side is at the moment. But I would argue Chelsea are worse now than they were at Old Trafford at the end of the season when they didn't really have anything to play for. Lampard was the temporary manager. Um, I just Chelsea were awful, mate. Like as good as United were, Chelsea were awful. Do you think there's an argument for saying that has Potts made them better? Really? Yes and no. They feel that they they looked leggy, tired. Um, they won't have played a lot of games where they've played two in a week because they're not in Europe. And they've obviously played the same team. They've got a lot of injuries, suspensions. And it's, yeah, it like it caught up with them. Look like even, yeah, because United could have been, that game could have been 8-5, 8-4. It was mental, mate, wasn't it? But, Easily. you know, United did what Newcastle did to United on Saturday night was there. So I think I texted you and I said, I'd certainly text my mum, mate, one of the coaches of the boys' team. And I said, This is two teams, the Newcastle United game now. This is two teams. If you were showing kids how to press, it was like apples and oranges. Newcastle, as soon as the, you know, the trigger point or the trigger player went, they all just surrounded United players and United just kept losing the ball. When you've got two, when when you've got two out of the three that are just ambling, yeah, and that's what United well, United was a whole different team with Hoyland, Anthony, and Ganacho. Yeah. Well, here's here's my thing, right? I'm going to get onto Scott McTominay in a bit because and I was wrong against Galatasaray away, and then that yeah. was the three that started. Well, Galatasaray at home as well. People forget that before it kind of all fell to pieces. United were very good against Galatasaray in the first game. You know, they were, I think. There were a couple up. Hoyland scored that, you know, really good goal from the halfway line where he burst through. And then it kind of all went to pot. So United have shown glimpses. What impressed me about United versus Chelsea was they were under fire. Like it was a terrible performance versus Newcastle, particularly not just from a, you know, performance point of view, but the effort was questioned that you had these stories about that he's lost half the dressing room and journalists being banned and stuff like that. And what I thought it showed is it showed those players will still play for him because he didn't change that much, really, from the Newcastle game. He dropped Rashford, which I think was a no-brainer. There's something going on there. Don't know what it is. But Rashford at the moment should be nowhere near that 11. And just my personal opinion, if it was me, I wouldn't even bring him off the bench unless... You know, Hoyland was injured or, or someone was like injured and you had nobody else, I would bring other players on before him simply because in that Newcastle game, it wasn't a case of, you know, he's in bad form or he's lacking confidence. He wasn't trying. He was just wasn't doing his job. And at the end of the day, fans will always forgive 
you know, missed chances, missed tackles, whatever it may be, if you're bombing up and down or running, you know, just running your guts out for your club, for your fans, for your manager, whatever it may be. And he just simply hasn't done that this year. And I think the new, it's been brewing. We've talked about it a couple of times, but like it's been brewing for a while. And I just think the Newcastle game suddenly, because Newcastle played quite well, could have won by a few more. I think it all kind of came to a head publicly. But United fans have been criticising Rashford all season for his effort. I would, I thought United straight away, as soon as you put Hoyland and Anthony in there, I think Garnacho has been good the last few games. Since he scored that goal, I think he's been pretty good. He's very confident, you know, he's confident, he's beating players. My one, my one thing with United is would they get... look very good, mate? Well, this I'm gonna, I've got, I've got a controversial take, I think, on McTominay, which I'll come to you in a minute about. But just quickly, would you, what, or what do you think of my idea of switching Garnacho to the right and Anthony to the left to get the best out of Hoyland? Because Hoyland needs service to score. Like he's shown in glimpses what he can do, but if you've constantly got wingers who are looking to come inside. There's no crosses coming in the box for him or no balls in behind. He had one ball in behind, which he shot first time and keep makes a decent save. Um, Sometimes you look at these top coaches and you think, what are you doing? Just, are they just trying to complicate like, is it? Complicating centre, it? He bought a centre forward that clearly thrives on crosses or balls in front of him or he makes very good runs in the box. But you can't do that if you've got someone like a show pony who's cutting back all the time. You've got to stop your run, then you've got to go again. Um, yeah, yes, it'd take, probably take a little bit from Gennaro, but I don't know. But maybe, maybe you, you, I would always try that if I was a coach or if I was a player, if I was on the right, or if I was a, if I played striker, because I play all three very comfortably. So I, if, if I was on the right and it's not working, I'd just go... Because we had the we'd have the freedom to do that. I'm just going to go on the left. Yeah, you try on the right, and you just try it. Mm. But doesn't seem to they don't seem to have that freedom. You don't to seem do to that, yeah so. to switch around as much. I think it's interesting because I thought Ganat look. I thought actually Anthony and Ganacho were both very good. I think Anthony makes a massive difference to United just in their their balance. Just the pace he, as soon, well. As soon as Hoyland goes. You see Anthony, McTominay, Bruno and Gennaro all went with him. Mm-hmm. But it was Anthony and Hoyland, which was kind of the trigger. And then, you know, Bruno. I thought Bruno, right? He missed the penalty. But his work rate, mate, was unreal. Even uh, when they, I, at the I, end I, of the game, he ran like 100 yards. Or like I, it was. It. It's, I thought he was very good. And people, I saw some people criticising him, saying oh, he wouldn't, shouldn't be in the team. And I was like, oh, if you look at the goals... He plays a lovely little reverse ball to, I think it's Garnacho maybe for the first goal. Where he, he was excellent, mate. And I think they, so. They, they, this is what I would do for the United for the next game. Um, I thought Lindelof looked shaky, and I thought they looked better when Shaw went inside. Even though I think Shaw's better at left back, I think I would play Shaw and Maguire, and I'd put Regulon like like they lined up in the second half defensively. With Reg, I thought Regulon looked good. He looks like he cares as well. Um, I would drop McTominay, which <laughs> is controversial, isn't it? Because he scored a lot of goals. But I think... Wait, you can't drop a player that's just won you the game in multiple. You can't. But, mate, he causes... 
the reason why Chelsea were able to run through play football and he's not really good at retaining the ball, he's not really good at getting the ball in the heart. All of Mayno in there now. But at the minute, we need wins. Mm. I think they should play him up front. I do, like as an alternative to Hoyland. Like when no, no, no. he's like he's like a modern day Fellaini, mate. Hey, it's, totally it's a total different game. You've mm. got your back to go. No. He started at his up front, didn't he? But like, yeah. And he got. I just think reason. So interesting, right? Reese says um, that he said Pochettino uh, said the window had closed. He needs to have a say on who's brought in, who's sold. He's working with other people's players. However. I accept I accept that to a point because I think there's there's a few managers around who are working with other people's players. But Chelsea had Enzo Fernandez, 100 million, Casado, one of the most sought after midfielders this summer. Um, and it was the third one. Can't think off the top of my head. I'll have a look now. But basically they had, right, so they had those in midfield versus Amrabat, who's looked a bit shaky because he hadn't had a preseason, who's also a lone player. You've had McTomney, who we talked about the issues he has in midfield and the problems he causes for other players, and Bruno. And they got outworked, outplayed, out everything. So whilst I accept that maybe Pochettino doesn't want some of those players, those players are like Enzo Fernandez is what, 19, 20? One of the you know world's highly rated future stars, midfield, whatever. Casado, the same thing. And I just think, yes, there's a set, there's a thing for letting managers get their own players in. But Chelsea were awful, and when United pressed them into oblivion in that first half, they should have adapted their game and become a not don't have to go long ball, just a little bit more direct to your wingers or you push your fullbacks up a little bit and go over the press before it gets to you, whatever it may be, you just can't keep doing the same thing and expect it to be different. They just kept giving the ball away and giving the ball away around their own box. If United finished better, like you said, it could have been like Chelsea had, I think, three clear-cut chances in the first half. Um, But tell me, Med, right? That's the way Ten Hag clearly wants to play, like a high press and aggressive. I thought Amrabat was outstanding. I thought, I thought Amrabat was the man of the match. But I just think if you put Mainu in there next to him, United wouldn't get overrun in that midfield area so much. And it gives him a better base. And I, I know Scott McTominay is in this, he's in this form of his life from a goal-scoring point of view. But that's, that is all he offers. And... Oh, he's, he was decent in the press. I'll give him that as well. I just think you've got to find a way because a better team would have taken those chances against United and United could have been like 4-2 down at halftime. And then the confidence and the problems they've had over the season seeps in the net to the mentality. Players start panicking, etc. But maybe it's a, maybe that's an issue for another time. But But like, ultimately, I thought it was a very good response from United. And I thought it; those players, the eleven who started, the subs which came on, it, they all were pretty good. Rashford came on for eight minutes, mate, and he couldn't even muster a press or a sprint. That's a problem. It doesn't look like to me that the, the person that studies the game lies on the bench just in case if he comes on. Doesn't look like that type of person. He just comes on like cold, and that's why I don't mm. think he's a good bench player. So part of the bringing on to it. 
you know, eat right. He had eight minutes to say, you know, to prove a point. Run about a little players. bit. Just, yeah, run about. Put a put a challenge in. Jump for a header. Like it's not it's not his game, is it? But just something like you yeah, know, no. like yeah, I know, I know. No, it's some you don't get it. And get it. is that? So let me ask you a question. No, and this is not just directed at Rashford. This is directed at the modern day footballer. Are they getting their egos inflated so much by the people around them, their agents, their family, whatever friends? Like, oh, you're, you're you know, you're you're the next best thing. Like people were talking about him being in Mbappe form last year, and he's got this massive contract. Are people's are their egos so inflated that they just? They don't see it. Like, they don't let's, understand. Let's look, let's look at it. If we put, went back eight years, even eight years, or no, say that's six years, so, he, so he's 20, mm. and you looked at uh, Marcus Rashford to now, you know, yeah. he, he, what he walks about, it, it's just, it really frustrates me because he's got talent, but it's just his attitude and his, 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 his demeanour. It's just it's all wrong. I, all wrong. And I would just, I would just cash in. Would you sell him in summer? I would, I would, yeah. Which is, I know, probably even as close as the start of this season, you wouldn't have said. I wouldn't want to, but, but it shows how much. So like, I think like people have eighteen lost months now, having these like mood swings, and all, looks like the world's against him, mate. You've just signed a great contract. If you're not happy on me, your mental state, stop playing football and sort that out. Stop playing football and looking like you're the most unhappiest person in the world. It's just a fucking joke. He's like, you can see him. Is his man is running off him, and then when he sees it, stops. Oh, yeah, I've got to run back. Yeah. Oh my god, you've got to run back. Three hundred thousand pound a week. Oh my god. Maybe if you've got over to three fifty. You'll put that extra effort in. Yeah, and, maybe and bonus. You're an academy player, and you've been here for like 15 years. So you should know more than anyone what it means to be a Manchester United player and what it takes to be a Manchester United player. But I'm not seeing it from you, Marcus. I'm not seeing it from you. Seen it last year, but we didn't see it the year before. Now it's you've had a one good year, now it's come back, you're having another crap year. And look like the world's against you. Uh, if you're not happy with your mental state, stop playing football and sort that out. Because yeah. step it's away. Just, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's infuriating, mate. Like I'm not a United fan, right? But I would give my bloody left leg to play for Cardiff and get paid a basic wage. Let alone get play for my boyhood club, who I'm a fan of, at the top level. Get paid. The best part of the best part of half a million quid a week he gets, you know, with sponsorships. And... In, in these in these times, most people are mentally weak. I think that's people. what it, I. I really just, think that's what it is, mate. Just, just mentally weak. Unless they've got something ser seriously yeah. mental. I don't, I don't think he has. It's just, yeah, it's it's, it's frustrating. It's hard to compare. Is it? Is it a case that these players, and again, not just Rashford, particularly English players, but young footballers who come through the academies in the Premier League, do they just get too much too soon? Whereas years ago, like I remember there was always stories about Fergie saying when people, when young players would come for the big contract, he'd say, no, no, you earn it. If you get to the level required, the money comes. 
It's different times though, isn't it? It is. You wouldn't see you wouldn't see the young players. It was a man's game back then. It was very very now they're all 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, 22 year olds. They're all young kids and they're all getting big dough. So yeah, yeah it's gonna change it's gonna change no. It, I'm lucky enough to see people who've played for that club who, who have grown up and, and, and how they've acted and how they've di- been disciplined with, with the going out, the food or, or whatever, their attitudes. It's just... Uh, right. Yeah. If your brother put in a performance, an attitude like Marcus Rashford did against Newcastle, what would have happened, do you think? What would the response have been from from Fergie or the coaches or whatever it may be? You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got that kind of but you wouldn't have got that. It was embedded in since we're kids from Eric Harrison to run hard, work hard. It was built in him, mm. and that's why it's frustrating to see because he's had the same tutelage, and he's just like. But money changes people; it changes people, and when you've got big, big money. No, he's got multiple cars over like 200, 300 grand. It's just not, you know, it's just not, you know, he's been set for life. It's just, it's like you don't give a shit. To be honest. It is, and that is what it's like. And um, I think that's what's he's, the he's, most important thing. He's a, great, he's a great kid, and but look at you. Look at your face. Look at your attitude and your demeanor. Everyone can see it. We've been watching you, Marcus, for eight years now. We know, we know, kind of know you. So you can certainly read his body language, and I think that's what I mean. We can be knowing by reading his body yeah. language and know. But what I'm seeing is a big time fucking Charlie who just can't be asked because things aren't going his way. Or oh, he's been moved to the right because he's over the left. Mate, you've been on the left all season. You've got one goal. <laughs> Why you try and do something on the right? Make something instead of fucking get your dummy out. Spit your dummy out. Start playing football and work hard. That's how you get through these things by working hard, not by sulking. It frustrates me. I'm well, this is the thing, I'm, mate. The different kind, of different generations, mate. Isn't it? Like, yeah. like, what's the first thing you'd say to like your boy if he, like, if he was out of form, suffering a bit from his confidence? Like I said, my, I said it to my son this season. The first you're, thing you're not going to play well all the time, but you can still work yeah. hard. The team that's just a given. It's, it's standard. And if you if your confidence is low or you're not, you feel like you're out of form. Do you know what you do? You work harder, and it eventually comes because you get rewards for working hard. And mm. it's Reese says in the comments he thinks it all stems from a social media thinks it's destroyed a whole generation. I mean that's right. a whole. Well, I've, I've I was listening to the radio before when I was coming in. So, you know what you do? Deactivate it. Don't yeah. use it. If you're not strong enough mentally to go on it and use it, don't yeah. use it. Don't use Simple. it. Simple. And you know what else? You don't have to use it all the time. So sometimes, like if- sometimes in life, especially when you're uh, been fortunate to be a footballer, you've got to be sacrifice certain things. Now, yeah. Social media isn't a big thing to sacrifice, is it? Course it's not. And the other thing is sure, you have you've to got people run these things if you want it done it for commercial reasons. You know, and big big contract with Nike, big campaign just come out with Nike, all these kind of that's fine. People can run run it, you don't have to see it. No. It's um yeah, look, he's not 
the only one. It's just I think people are most frustrated with him. He's not the only one, but he's, he plays for my club and I'm watching it and I'm thinking yeah. so. This is like rinse and repeat this. What's going on? Yeah. Well, I think I, I said last week, um, like if I'm Ten Hag, or if I'm, sorry, if I'm Jim Ratcliffe, the first day I take over the football side of things, I'm walking into that first team changing and calling a meeting with all the first team squad, including Sancho and anyone else, all of them. And I'm walking in and I'm saying, Eric Ten Hag is here for at least another three years or however long his contract is. So you either get on board, work hard, earn your money, play for these fans, play for this club, play for this shirt, or you can go. You can go in January or you can go in the summer, but you won't be anywhere near the first team. You won't be anywhere near there if you haven't got the right attitude. And I would say that to every single one of them, whether you're Casemiro or Rashford or you're a youngster or Varane, it goes for all of them. Not Get on board or get lost. It's got to be that way because for so long, United have, have pandered to these players now since Fergie's gone. Manager after manager, Rashford, Martial, um, a few of the others have just thrown these managers under the bus when it does when t- things get tough. And I just it's time for clubs generally, I think, to start backing managers over these players, make the players earn their money, in my opinion. Like they get paid so much money, so make them earn it. They can't work for it and work hard and just put a bit of effort. You've just, in. Been, be- you just been beating a derby, right? In a derby, Manchester City derby. I'm out, I'm out, me, I'm out in the town. Just enjoying myself. Ah. Now, I know personally, if a certain person got beaten in Manchester Derby, wouldn't be seen for about a month going out, never mind the same night. Now, that I know this person because I know how they would react to certain players if they got beat in any game. You wouldn't see them out. This guy's out after a Manchester Derby, getting battered 3 0. He's out enjoying himself. But it's my birthday. Like I say, sometimes in life you've got to sacrifice markers, but you don't because I can do what I want. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, mate. For, I feel for like United fans, and like if you're say you're uh, I don't know the the next big thing winger coming through that academy, and you're seeing him keep you out of the first team squad. With an attitude like that, while getting paid the amount he gets paid, if he's not been dropped by a player seven years younger than him, who's hungry, who's just come through the system yeah. here, and he was like him seven years ago, hungry, quick, you know, honest, putting the, the effort in, wasn't well, wasn't or, or you know had the perks of having a massive contract where you can just think, ah, that's down. Mm. No, that's not how it works. You don't, you don't see that. You didn't see that with the top players. Look at Ronaldo. He's, and he's seen it first hand with Ronaldo, what the work he puts in. He, he would have seen it. And, and they're all complaining or, you know, complaining or he's doing too much or what. Yeah, that's why he's where then, he is. It's not, it's not Garnacho's like, preferred or natural game to do defensive work or to work back and support the fullbacks. But do you know what? That's your man. That's your man. If he goes and he went multiple times, the Newcastle fella and Marcus is like, just left him. Oh, oh, oh my god, have I got to chase him? I've got to run back. No one do that for me. Oh, and I look, I get it. Sometimes, um, coaches might tell 
certain players like like a Rashford or an Mbappe or you know these speedy kind of forwards, they might tell them to cheat a little bit and you know hang hang a little bit. Of course they do, but not when you're twenty yards inside your own half. You're on the player, you're with him, and then he goes for a one-two, and you don't go with him. This is worrying to me that Eddie Ellis probably said to the, the Livermento, Liver whatever his name is, you just keep mm. going that way. You won't want to come with you. He won't. He didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, Every time you play there, Mark, because you're going to get that even more now because you think, just keep running. He wants to get stay with you. He gets that discipline enough. That's exactly why he's that. sat on the bench. Well, a couple of, I want to um, press, you know, press strong enough. You, you, it's, it's a second thought. It's never on the, on the front foot. You're not making any runs behind anymore. It's just you're not, not working harder off the ball. Plus, when we haven't got the ball, you're not working. So, no wonder he's on the bench. And then when he does get into positions, he only is her head down. He's the only thing he's thinking about is getting a shot off. Whereas you know, Anthony, even 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 Anthony, he's looking for that left-footed shot. But you see how much he's been involved in the goals in the last couple of games when Anthony... Anthony works hard. He, he runs, he tackles. And he's becoming more... I've noticed in, since he's come back into the side that he's becoming a bit more direct, like trying to beat, beat the players instead of checking back all the time. You know, he keeps the ball very it's well. There's so, much, so much wrong with the United team at the minute and they spend so much money. Just be well, a bit more. This is why they've got to change it because the people who are bringing in these players they just keep doing the same thing, bringing these sh- shit players who are not resellable. So you lose money yeah. and don't improve the team. It's, it's just, yeah. it's, it's laughable, mate. Um, just on, I want oh, to talk about something. I watched the thing yesterday with um, Roy Key, Gary Neville, Gary Gutt, and uh, Ian Wright, and he went through keep ditch. Yeah, okay. I like that game. And they must have kept five players and the rest ditched. I think Ten Hag will ditch a lot of them, Med. I really do. Oh, I'm, I'm talking like flipping Casemiro, Varane, uh, Dalot, Wambasaka, Lindelof, uh, Amrabat, uh, Marshall, Sancho. Half of these players are not contributing anyway. Like so if no. they're not contributing, you may as well guess someone in who's gonna play. Um but like for instance, Casemiro, I think all depends how he comes back. Like if he was carrying an injury and maybe that's why he was his form wasn't great, then maybe he comes back like he was last year. But if it is the start of a decline because of his age and stuff, he's I think 31. he has probably got to go. Yeah, he's probably well, this oh, is this oh. is this is the decision they'll have to make when he comes back, like see out the season. How good will he be? You know, it, it, can he hit the hit the heights? Because you look at Amrabat against. I think it, I think it would work with, if, if yeah, him and Amrabat Casemiro, would be great. Kolmenu or Casemiro, Amrabat, yeah, and there's there. Uh, I think um, that You've got Mason Mount come back as well. Indexing doesn't just go wandering off. Yeah, and the defending keep yeah, yeah. But it's. Uh, well, if you can cash in, cash in because you, you know you need to get a younger squad, fit an energy squad. You can't have weaknesses, and he's, he's not the biggest Casemiro. You get you know he gets away with it sometimes with experience, but this year he's been he's been um, isolated. Shouldn't um, so we've been obviously we talked about managers a lot of the last couple of weeks. 
Sheffield United sacked their manager, brought in Chris Wilder. He had an immediate impact on the performance. I thought they were very unlucky against Liverpool yesterday or Wednesday, Tuesday, whenever it was. Um, because I actually thought that Van Dijk's goal shouldn't have been allowed because I think he fouls the player who's marking him. He literally trips him up and then he's free. So I think that is like, the, I can't even start another VAR conversation. But he literally trips up the person who's marking him, which results in him being free to stroke it into the net. So to me, it's like, you know, if that's not a foul, what are we doing? But such is life. Um, there's, I thought Liverpool looked good going forward, but I tell you what, Med, defensively, I still say that you could teams can get at them. Sheffield United created quite a few chances. They also won the ball high up the pitch with a good press at times. They just by timing it and the counter attacks. Um, same with Arsenal against Luton. I thought, you know, the keepers made a couple of mistakes. The do you think with the Arsenal keeper situation, um, Arteta's just put loads of pressure on both of them by bringing in Raya. And now every time either Raya or, um, oh, what's his face, Ramsdale makes a mistake, it's like the world's ending because they're, they're competing for that number one space. And I just thought, um, yeah, I just didn't think that, I, don't, I wasn't particularly impressed with Arsenal or Liverpool defensively. You know, going forward, very good. Defensively, I think they're very get-at-able. Who, Arsenal? Yeah, well, Arsenal and Liverpool, I think both of them gave the ball away a lot in defence. Similar to what Chelsea did, but not quite as the same level. But it's difficult, isn't it? Because... Well, he's created this result, this problem on his own, hasn't he, really? Well, with the keepers, absolutely, he has created that with problem. Keepers. Um, it's not going to go away, is it? No, like, no, no. And um, looks like Ramsdale will end up going. Yeah, I think he will. Um, like, and then, um, yeah, it's just they both look nervy now. They're literally both like, look nervy. In the comments, there makes a good point. So Ramsdale was dropped for making mistakes, but the moment Raya makes mistakes, the manager Mate, says, "Oh, he's really when, good." and He's fantastic and we won the game. And it's like, when Ramsdale hears that, he's got to be pissed off. This is why Ramsdale will go, because he, he's saying one thing, but then he's saying another. Yeah, well, got to be the same. Saying, no, there's no, I haven't got a number one, but yeah, you keep picking him and one makes mistakes and you drop him, one doesn't mistakes and you, and you keep him in. Well, Nick, so, Pope, Nick Pope's injured, isn't he? Um, he went off the other day with a knee injury yeah. for Newcastle. And I mean... That could be quite a good move, I think, for Ramsdale, couldn't it? Like a move to a Newcastle. David Gay is free. David Gea, yeah. It's cold in Newcastle, mind, isn't it? It is cold, but you know, two hundred thousand reasons a week, three hundred thousand yeah, reasons. That's it, mate, isn't it? What about easy, um easily swing me? Um, I want to talk about Villa in a minute, but before we get to them, I want to talk about Everton, mate, and their reaction to the points deduction. So they just carried on from where they where they left. They off. were in good form, weren't they? Anyway, they were in good form, and obviously this has given them a little bit of wind behind the sails. And you know, Sean Dice, experienced manager, would use this wisely to his players, and they just carried on. Like, I'll skip to beat, and they'll fit in mid table comfortably. Huh? Yeah, I think uh, I was very impressed with them. Were you surprised that Newcastle followed up a 
great performance versus United. Like, like I said, the, the Chelsea game, I think that the games have caught with a... Yeah, they, they haven't been able to make any changes, have they? New a lot of games and, uh, had injuries, and I think that's just caught with them at Everton game. Because you, yeah. you watch them against United, full of energy, didn't yeah. look that, didn't look the, the same team against Everton. So it catches up, you mate, when you're playing these same players and you're playing three times a week. It's going to catch up with you, especially when you're running so much and you, the intensity. Um, yeah, so, the ground they cover a against dip, United. A little dip, it's just enough when Everton are on, you know. Goodison Parks, difficult place to go, tight, old ground. Tough. So, so like, uh, the world is falling apart at United. They're, like, you know, you know. Right, you see it's falling apart. Manager of the month. Yeah. And they're level on points with Tottenham. Three who, points uh, the champions. Tottenham is supposedly level. the best Tottenham team yeah. in years. They're ahead of Newcastle. Um, they're three points behind uh, Man City, as you say, it's interesting, isn't it? How it's different, where different things are perceived in different ways, basically. And and like um, we've been saying since last year, probably since probably since Emery took over at Villa, he's a phenomenal manager, um, and he's doing an excellent job. Villa outplayed Man City from what I saw. I only saw like the extended highlights, but Villa were. Every bit worth that one. You good game that Saturday against Arsenal. You good game. So I, I, you know, like you know, in my Super Six, and you went against Aston Villa. I didn't. I stuck with my guns. So I got big balls and went for it. You didn't. You thought they'd get a result, but didn't actually put it down. That's why I got the points, and you didn't. Because I got big, big Welsh balls, and you got small little ones. Mm. Um. Sorry, I was just. <laughs> Good stuff, then. You broke, you broke up a little bit. You broke up a little bit, then. Um, so, look, there's some big games coming up. Oh, you know, you got. Uh, do you think Villa can really be in the title picture long to like this season, or do you think there's just the it all depends, mate, with, with Tottenham, back like Tottenham. If they get a few injuries, they lose Ollie Watkins, uh, uh, Louis Diaz, Louis. Um, What's his name? Who started playing on the midfield? Uh, Luis. Luis, you got obviously you got the what's the uh, what's his face? Um, Leon Bailey is obviously doing Leon very well Bailey. as well. They're all playing well, but if you you, you key players like Ollie Watkins or someone else, yeah, even Tillman, he's going to tune out Tillman's mate. But he's a yeah, he's a very good manager. I've said this before, he's a very good manager. Should Arsenal multiple Europa leagues? Uh, be an Arsenal manager. Do you think he'd, Arsenal missed the trick by not sticking with him like they've stuck I with? Think it was just, a, just the, 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 the right manager at the wrong time by the looks of it. Uh, and they didn't they didn't really stick with him, did they? They only gave him like a, what a year and a half, two years. Yeah. When you think of they stuck with Arteta, it's interesting. Exactly, that... and give him what he what he needed. I'm sure you would have seen the results, but. Very good manager. What he's done with Aston Villa, you know, just proves how much, how much have we thought. Like Stephen Jai was a good coach, but you know, he's obviously not as good as this fellow because his experience does tell. I'm sure Stephen Jai might be, become a good manager that down the line, but yeah, you just see the experience and the, and the difference and, and the know-how which you need as a manager. You know, this is why it's it, it's sometimes. Uh, bad for these young managers to get these top jobs because they've got the experience for it. 
know, like we've seen it. Lampard gone from Chelsea to Gerard gone, uh, Scott Parker gone. Um, all these ex players who, who've got these big jobs. Not experienced. Did you see did you see Gerard's comments on Ronaldo? Um he said yeah. um what did he say? Something like uh, he said something like he's the GOAT or he's our GOAT or something like that. And I was like, all I could think when I was reading that was like, God, that Saudi money is beautiful, isn't it? Because like he just wouldn't have ever said that ever before. No, like, no, no. Is what it is. Coventry it? getting beat again. You know, Wayne Rooney goes in. It's not it's not, to get it. You know, it's good for these players to to get experience, but it's it's hard for them to do that because they've, they've got the, the ego that I can get a big club. Blah, blah, blah. But no, you need to go down to the lower leagues and, le and learn your trade and, and I'll, I'll go to the academy or do do it for multiple times. When these players are going straight into it, you know, they get, they're getting yeah. damaged because now he's, he's gone from Derby to America to now to Birmingham. Uh, Frank Lampard's had about three or four jobs. Steven Gerrard's had two jobs and now he's in Saudi Arabia. You know, it's not as Saudi easy player. as it seems, is it? Um, these are top, 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 top players, so they know the game. Yeah. Doesn't always translate, mate, does it, to being a manager? Experience, it's experience, experience is key. I just checking to see if Jordan James was still starting for Birmingham, and he is, which I'm a bit gutted about because I was hoping before Rooney came in, he wasn't starting. Um. He scored hoping, a couple of goals as well recently as well, hasn't he? Yeah, I was hoping Cardiff might go in for him in January, but now he's starting. I can't imagine he'll be available, which is a shame. Um, but there we go. Um, so before we kind of go towards the weekend and the predictions, um, one thing I'm not going to discuss tonight because I just haven't got a headspace for it is um, Joey Barton and all this kind of uh stuff he's coming out with. Like to me. I think I get what he's trying to say. He's just saying it in a really bad way that makes him just seem like a prick. So I'm not going to get into that tonight. That's just Joey Barton. Oh, he's yeah, basically yeah. like I get what I get what he's trying to say, but he just said it in such a backwards, stupid way that it just he seems like he's fishing for bites. Joey's a very very intelligent lad. He could have said yeah. that. In a different way, but obviously, what your reaction? You know, of course he does. He's not mate, he? No need to cuddle or missing some attention. So Joseph is through that out there, and then on come the pictures with it's her game too, and yeah, and yeah. But like, I think what he was basically saying is he wants the pundits, the commentators, etc., to just be there on merit, whether they're male or female, because there's loads of shit male pundits as well. By the way, ultimately, I just want. Good pundits, good commentators, and good presenters. You know, I just want the best people in those roles, whether they're male or female. Some of them are shit. It doesn't bother me at all commentating. Sometimes no. it annoys you in in the studio because they just, you know, the, what's what's the word I'm looking for? You know, they're just they're just using the standard phrases of. Football, yeah. saying I hate cliches, mate. Cliches, that's the one. We try and stay away from cliches, and you know, you don't really get proper insight with them because they don't understand. Or they do understand, but they don't obviously don't understand the men's game as well as the men, and they're probably not confident to say that in front of them. Mm. Play like Roy Keane, or so they're just a lot of cliches. But to be honest, I don't mind it. it doesn't bother me one bit. It doesn't He's bother right, me. Right, right, though, you know, I could. I'm. 
46, not played football for about three months, but I'm pretty sure I would play any of the women's team in, in the top league and, and and turn them inside out. And I'm 46, but yeah. it's, it's come on massively, though. It's come on massively. It it's only going to get better. So it doesn't need little jabs like that. It just doesn't, no, of course it doesn't. need for it. It doesn't need jabs. But I also think, like, what I can't stand is people saying stuff just because they, like they want to kind of toe the line. So there was a couple of guys that I saw in his re- responses saying it's women's football and men's football is exactly the same. These women have played at the top, top level. And it's like, yeah, but the, the, the very, very top level of women's football, because it's like a hundred years behind just in terms of how it's evolved. And, and then you've got like the biological differences between males and females. Like it's just, a, just be realistic. Isn't it? It's there just- is eventually i don't know how they're going to do it but eventually it's just shorten the pitch a little bit well, yeah, more little small goals uh, but not, not maybe leave the goal but just the pitch is just a little bit smaller because, but then again no it's you've got to let it got to let it Evolve, mate. And it will get there. It's it's come on massively. I do enjoy watching watching now because technically they are really good. But it's just the speed of it. It's the it's the speed. But technically, you can't fault them. It only get better. I couldn't watch it twenty years ago. But no, the last ten years I've started watching women's football a lot more. You know, if it's on, I see it and I turn it on, and it's a good game, and I'll watch it. So. Yeah, uh, I agree, like 20 years ago, I wouldn't even entertain it. So, no, it's, massively. it's only been professional now, what five, six years? Yeah, not that long, is it? And at the so, end of the day, mate, yeah, like, just, when it comes to punditry and commentary and the rest of it, there's a lot of shit male pundits. We we call them out all the time. Like, how yeah. the fuck have they got jobs? Yeah. How the fuck are they doing it? Well, I don't want get them. ones as well. It's just don't want them either. I, I don't want, just don't want the shit ones. Like people like Laura Woods, phenomenal. There's others. Jill Scott, I don't mind. There's certain things which I think she rubs me up the wrong way, but yeah, I generally think she's all right. Jill Scott lines me up. But like there's some on there and you just think, fucking hell, oh, you got this job. Like, it's, because... it's, just a, it's just an 800 meter runner that played for a football team. <laughs> I'm being honest. Mm. Being honest. She yeah. can run till the cows come home. But yeah, there's I'm footballers like that though as well, mate. Um, and look, Joey Barton has got a check at history and stuff. I agree with you, he's an he's an intelligent guy, he knows what he's doing, mate, doesn't he? And um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on talk show or somewhere. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, he should have worded it a much better. Um, the TV broadcasting deal was an interesting one. Um, Reese put a question, he says, um did you see the TV broadcasting bid process done the other day? Although the Premier League got more money, it actually works out with less per game due to pre-games being televised. Um, League Earn failed to attract any bidders at all. Um, do you think that that sort of TV bubble is going to slowly start? If you, if, who's got it? Um, so it's, I think it's the same as it was. Sky, BT or TNT and a little bit of Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm glad the zone didn't get it, to be honest, because and how long the contract for? Um, check now. Normally, like three years, isn't it? Let's have a look. 
like I still say like once the bubble kind of bursts with the TV deals and they start not getting what they'll what they think they you know these billions millions whatever I think that we will see the like the Premier a Premier League streaming service a champ or a football league streaming service where you could just go in you can watch the leagues of you know league seasons of days gone by you can search by club you can watch your clubs you know I just think that's where it'll end up it makes they do that with, they do that with American football don't they yeah and it makes the most sense doesn't it like in this yeah. generation of streaming so uh, earlier this week the Premier League announced it's agreed a new deal with Sky TNT um, BBC have kept match of a day. Amazon, I haven't got anything. I was wrong about that. Sorry. Uh, which is a bit, I'm a bit good about that. I quite like the Amazon coverage. Coverage. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but is what it is, isn't it? It's at the end of the day, who ends up paying for it is is the football fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, but now uh, it's, it's play Amazon beats it. It's a lot of money. Probably Amazon. Of it is, mate. Not- People have thought, you know what? Fuck that! I'm not paying for Amazon as well, and, and well, that's why the, the difference with Amazon well. is most people have got Amazon Prime anyway for deliveries and stuff like that. So if you've got Amazon Prime, like for me personally, like if one streaming service was going to get all the games, I would have rather it be if it wasn't like a terrestrial one. I'd rather it be Amazon because I've got Amazon. I'd always have Amazon for the, you know, for the de- delivery and all that sort of shit. And I do well, watch I'm a bit. I'm glad of BT because I get it free with broadband. Yeah. <laughs> they should just sign a sign a deal with them. Um, what's that company called? Oh, so those the little things. They should just sign a deal with them and be done with it. I think. Um, so yeah, that's going to be interesting. Some of like the French league hasn't got any takers at all. They'll probably end up on Amazon. Would have thought. Um, Guys says he likes my new camera. Nice one, guys. I appreciate that, mate. Glad someone noticed. Yeah, my new camera, yeah. 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 Kind of, you can see my beautiful grey beard. Nice and clear. Yeah, I, like, I went to a I went to a funeral, didn't I, yesterday? So I had to look like an elf. Tidy myself up a bit. Yeah, it was getting a bit outrageous, wasn't it? But then saying oh. that, you're like fucking Father Christmas yourself. Just the slightly trimmed. Santa Claus, right, mate? Let's do these predictions. Um, it's been a it's been a long week. Uh, United, Bournemouth. I think that's going to be a tough game for United. Yeah, no, 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 no. Three 0 United. Oof, confident. I go to two 0 United. I think. I think you'd be very disappointed if, from a United point of view, if they followed up that performance against Chelsea with another, you know, with a home game against Bournemouth. You've got to be winning that. Yep. Even though Bournemouth have been very good recently, um, it won't be an easy game. Brighton home to Burnley. I've gone with one all, one all, two nil. Brighton, Sheffield United at home to uh, Brentford. Be two uh, one. They... Two, two one Sheffield United. Yeah, I got a feeling Sheffield United might be it, uh, and Brentford lost one of their. Inform players to injury as well. Uh, I'm going to go one nil Sheffield United there. It's got a feeling. I was impressed with how they played. Uh, Villa versus Arsenal. This is the one. This is one the nil. celebrator. One nil Villa. Interesting. Oh, see, mm. Arsenal went five on a bounce, but um, I just I wasn't impressed with Arsenal versus Wolves or Luton 
So I'm going to go with Villa 3 2. I think it's going to be a high scorer. 3 2 Villa. Uh, Luton at home to Manchester City. Surely City. 3 1 City. City have drawn three of the last five. Luton won one and drawn one and then lost the other three. I'm going to go with one all. Luton are going to get going to get a draw. Uh, and then finally, we've got Spurs at home to Newcastle. Super Sunday, 4.30. Can both teams get back on track? Spurs have lost four of the last five. I thought Posta Cogulu was the next, like the second coming of. Got uh, a lot of injuries, haven't they, mate? Two oh, nil, mate. Two, I'm going to go two nil. It's a lot of travelling. Like I say, with Newcastle, retired. They stay yeah. start right there, Tottenham. They start bright and get an early win. I think they'll go on to win it. But um, if, so yeah, I'm going to right. Newcastle. Travel to Everton. Travel back home. Travel all the way down to London. Play a game. It's a lot of games have played, so I fancied a home win now. Okay, I'm going 2 1 Newcastle, me. Um, so you just dis- absolutely totally dismissed what I've said and just uh, yeah, ignored, haven't you? No, no, I, I tend I to agree with you. I, I, when I explained to you last, last week that Villa will beat Manchester City, you no chance. I don't know. Oh, I said Villa, I said Villa will beat them, but when I did my prediction for the for the prediction league, I kind of went with the. Yeah, as I reiterate, you didn't have big Welsh balls like me and you bottled it. Well, we'll see this week, won't I? Because I've gone for a draw versus City and Luton. I've gone for Newcastle to beat Spurs. No, they've been good. Luton have been really good recently. And Man City. Draw against Liverpool. Should have gone against Chelsea. Yeah. 3-1 City. Uh, City have drawn three of the last, last five as well, so... Mm. We'll see, won't we? We'll see, but put it this way: if the results go my way, I'll be leaving you in my dust, won't I? Because I've gone against you pretty much all of them. Yeah, well, you know, like you are in the FPL, but we'll we'll gloss over that. Yes, we will, mate. Like I said, we'll gloss over it and move on. Do you think it's wild that the? ITV and the BBC, like terrestrial TV, gets no football, like live football. I think it's outrageous. Like, but oh, yeah, if you get the FA Cup, won't you? Yeah, I know, but like, you, I just should be a rule, shouldn't it? That sports, like, match today, still going. Yeah, and interestingly, match of the day presented by Mark Chapman, never played football at the highest level. Um, but they're probably the one of the better presenters around. But he's also come. He's come up through, you know, journalism through the BBC. He's worked a lot of different journalism well, jobs. Very and, good, mate. Very experienced. Very good. Yeah. But you know, Gabby Logan. Um, very, Laura very Woods. good. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Laura, Woods, Laura Woods is excellent. Even I think she she's the best out there. I do. Even Laura though she Woods. winds up sometimes, she's very, yeah. very good. Very good, yeah. Do you know who winds me up? Who I also think is very good is the girl who's on. I forget her name. I'm really sorry. The one that's always having the banter with Carragher and um, it's Kate something. Oh, she's Kate on Abbey, like the American. Yeah, like I think, yeah, I think she's pretty good. I think she's quite funny, and I think yeah. she's. But it's not about being yeah, funny. She, I just think she knows. Sure, she's from Manchester. Charlotte's from Texas. Mm-hmm. Been all there, but she, like, she's got knowledge, and I think she. Yeah, she's got knowledge. 
And she looks all right too, which helps. Always a bonus. But there's too many um, which men and women who are just shit. You get Gabby. bad footballers, you get bad drivers, you get bad Yeah, everything. you get bad everything, didn't you? Gabby had Bongla Hulk and still get in the fucking bin. But anyway, yep. it's been a pleasure, as always, mate. Uh, back to Thursday next week, though, isn't it? And yeah. then uh, we got the Christmas run in, so shitload of predictions. And, uh, there he is. Here he is. Look at that face. Beautiful boy. What a. Yeah, maybe we'll do one of these in person, mate. You never know over Christmas, isn't it? See the, uh, the, uh, see how the the schedules fall and that. But yeah, um, yeah, you'll have to let me know when you're down and stuff. Dates. Uh, and I'll probably be down probably the day after Boxing Day, and I'll be going home New Year's Eve. All right, so we'll have like a few days, isn't it? Yeah. To uh, to do some. I'm doing stuff. Central podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been with me for ages, in. Yeah, told you. Yeah, yeah I told you to do it. Um, yeah. Right, I'll uh, speak to you in a bit, brah. All right, mate. Nice one, guys. In a bit, motherfucker. Sports Social Podcast Network.